Hello again. Welcome to the Monroe Community Players Podcast featuring the Green Room Groupies. I'm your de facto host, David Warren. With me in the Green Room today is... Brian Burchett-Ross. Ronald Roberts. DeVoe Riggs. And once again, welcome. We're, we're excited to have everybody with us. Uh, something that my listener, or our listener, I should say, pointed out to us um, is that maybe we should talk about just briefly what a Green Room is. Uh, we keep referring to ourselves as Green Room Groupies. And, and just so I can describe the scene for everybody, we are backstage right now at a, a, our lush palatial theater, sitting on couches. We have snacks to the side of us. There's some makeup mirrors in front of us. Yeah, no, not at all. But, <laughs> but that's, that's what the green room is for those of you who are not in the theater. Um, it is this place where the performers go and to relax between sets, between scenes, things like that. And interestingly enough, according to my research, also known as Wikipedia, the term actually comes because the first room that was designated for this back in 1569, I believe, at the Blackfriars Theatre in London, okay. it was painted green. Huh. So it was actually a green room. Today, of course, you see all sorts of colors, and not including um, you know, a lot of beige rooms out there, from what I understand. And brick. Um, brick, things like that. Um, but it was a green room, so it's just one of those little theater traditions that kind of duck so it's not green as in ready go it's green as in that's what it used to be is this one room happened to be huh. green and as other rooms got built they kept saying well where's our green room and mm -hmm. and so they that's how, that's it that's the trivia for today <laughs> should be kind of but it's an important it's, room it is an important it room. is so well, many things happen there well and, and, <laughs> and some some things that are supposed to happen in there in fact <laughs> um really yes yeah um what could now, you mean Makeup. <laughs> oh, right. Make, makeup. Um, yeah. Not really makeup, because remember, I, most theaters, you do makeup in another room, right? Yeah, I guess you do. Yeah. And of oh, course, of course, you meant face makeup. It's my attempt at a joke there. Just oh. I'm being Bob. I'm just trying to be Bob. <laughs> yes. Didn't and, land. And for those who don't hadn't noticed, uh, Robert Yeoman is, is once again off on assignment. Uh, fear not. He's scheduled to be back with us next week, hopefully with some new adventures and new theatrical tales to tell. Mm -hmm. um, we will see. Uh, but in the green room, I don't know, I, do you guys like having a green room? I mean, if you're like me, who's been in Annie twice as Daddy Warbucks. <laughs> what? <laughs> and we're off. And we're off. Um, you don't spend a lot of time in the green room backstage. Oh, but, no, no. <laughs> not, when you're, not when you're strutting around the stage for two and a half hours. <laughs> However, I, I have some fond memories of the green room myself. Um, because it is nice to have that place to relax. I know a lot of people, though, frankly, avoid the crowd or the green room, especially I'm, the big show. I'm one of those people. You're one of those? Before a show, like, I want to get in the zone, and you can't really get in the zone with, like, 20, 30 people laughing, eating, and that kind of stuff. So I'll, yeah. like, come in and make an appearance and then peace out and get ready for what I'm about to do. And, and I, I would imagine it's different. And as we talked about in the last episode um, when we introduced you and stuff, um, you know, you do a lot more of musicals in, in that. So a lot of your casts are much larger because are a lot larger. So right, definitely. So it's a lot more crowded probably for you. Definitely. We actually don't really have a green room at the studio. We just have several dressing rooms and we kind of split people up by um, like roles and if they have quick changes and that kind of thing. But it's kind of a free for all. Once you're changed, um, we have a big mirror room on the side and that's where everyone hangs out or they could stay in their dressing room or hang out backstage just as long as they're not visible to the audience. Well, then player's current space, <laughs> we, have <laughs> green, we have a green hallway. Yeah, very nice. 
Um, a lot of file cabinets. And, <laughs> it, interesting thing that you table. brought up that I would like to maybe just spend a few minutes sure. on is green room etiquette. Yes, I am like you, whereas it amazes me how some people can just be loud and crazy Definitely. before going on stage. Yeah. And mm-hmm. me, again, in the hallway, pacing up and down or wherever, you just try to find that quiet space. And I think that as performers, we have to be more cognizant of what other people want as well. Because it can be a little rough when there's just maybe a curtain separating 15 people having a grand old time and you're trying to get the character. Yeah, mm-hmm. and depending on what you're about to do, I mean, maybe if your character is about to go have a ball and close to similar to yourself, it would be different. But like right. for what you just played these right. past few weekends, I can imagine that's not what no, you would need well, before you, know, you step on stage. Father Flynn enjoys a good time now and then, but you know. <laughs> just to refresh everybody, As we he, discovered. Ron was recently in doubt. Yes. Thank you. Uh, an amazing performance again. I might. I might yeah. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you very much. His <laughs> <laughs> NPR voice just came out of nowhere. <laughs> well, you know. Um, I, well, go ahead. But I will say that um, I agree with you. Um, and I know. he's pointing to he's Duvall. pointing to the <laughs> Yes. <laughs> it's like okay, it's radio, Brian. What are you doing? Um, that. It all depends on the character. I've been in shows where I've had been on for maybe three, four minutes. And, yeah, then I will sit in the green room, have a blast with everyone. But if you've got more going on with your character, then, I no, the green room's not it. I spend a lot of time, if I can, actually backstage watching everybody's show because I'm always paranoid that if people skip pages, which has been known to happen... And your entrance is suddenly there, you know, I, right. I want to be You'll there. look like the person that was in the wrong. So right. being prepared is a good thing. Exactly. Because they don't know that, you know, that all of a sudden your entrance is supposed to be there, but everybody skipped three pages. So why didn't you show up? Or, right? or somebody forgets to their entrance. Famously. One <laughs> time I've ever been on stage with a certain individual that's in this room. <laughs> Missed his cue, which led to some awkward uh, kissing on stage between myself <laughs> and someone else. And it's going to go one way or the other, and thank God Teddy Roosevelt showed up. Yes. So The show was Arsenic and Old Lace. Yes. I was, yours truly was playing Teddy Roosevelt. Ironically, I was actually standing right there on the stairs ready to go on. I just blanked. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know how else to put it. I was sitting there waiting for my cue, which apparently had passed. And and uh, the stage manager finally shoved me out the doors. Get going, <laughs> but but oh oh, good times. <laughs> Charge! <laughs> um, one of the few times I've actually uh, missed a queue, yeah. so hmm. or an entrance queue, I should say. I think I missed several <laughs> while being on stage. Um, but but that happens to all of us, and it was a good time was had by all. Sure. So um and and, and I'm with you to also devote when you talk about you like before going on the show to have more of that quiet sense. Um, I, I know I've, there have been times where I've hung behind in the dressing room uh, while everyone's gone off to the green room because it's like the only place I can get some peace and quiet yeah. so I can get into character or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it depends. Like, say, if it's a, it's a relatively small part uh, with only a few lines, yeah, sure, what the heck. I don't even know why Dave took that part in all honesty, but... I mean, the one with the small, with right? The small just a few lines. I mean, yeah. it, it was it was one of my dream roles. Oh, well, then, <laughs> okay. fair enough. You know, and now I feel like the heel. My favorite parts. I should now, I guess, maybe you know, it's great to be the lead, like like you were in that particular show. I, well, thank the, you, the male lead at least, <laughs> uh, Mortimer. 
but and we're talking about old shows again, which uh, yeah. <laughs> which we discussed on the last which we yeah. discussed last time. Is maybe we need to talk about newer shows. But um, um, sometimes there's those roles that have few lines but big impact. Mm-hmm. And it, it's I don't know about you guys, but I sure like sometimes when I can go out and everyone's talking about me at the end of the show because my Teddy Roosevelt was great, and then say, oh yeah, and the ants and Mortimer were fine too. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. <laughs> But, okay. but but that's you know that's that's the different that's the ego you know sometimes you you don't want to be the starring you just want to be and featuring yes at the bottom yes sometimes that's, that's like the role though. oh absolutely that's, yeah yeah that definitely and there's a certain depth to Teddy you know because it's a man playing a part playing you're playing a man who's playing a part himself so it's kind yeah of interesting. that's true but speak- sometimes I just want to be on the show but. Uh, I want to be in a show, and but I just don't want to have to work as hard with the the line. So it's like, no, give me cop number two, and let me just walk out on stage for a few minutes. I, I'm fine with that. Yeah, it all depends on your mood. And, and going back a little early though, when we're talking about you know, preparing for for going online or on stage, what I don't know, preparing to go wherever we go as <laughs> actors. Um, I, I do kind of like to imagine it's a threshold to a different world, by the way. I don't know if any of you do that. So I'll Definitely. often say to people, okay, see you on the other side, mm-hmm. uh, referring that, okay, we cross from this boundary into our new imaginary world, and then we come back. I, maybe it's just me. No, it's not. I don't think it's you. I, I like that's that. how I feel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've, I've said that as, as well many times. See you on the other side. Yeah. Walk and, through that door, and then you're in a whole different world. That's not me out there. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. The character. Well, and frankly, it's. it's um, and we don't really talk too much about the transformation power of of the play, but I don't know. Again, I think maybe you've all seen as actors too. When you're on stage in the moment, the real world does kind of vanish, and you start imagining and placing yourself in the world that you are creating. Mm-hmm. So I don't even see the audience anymore. Mm-hmm. I'm seeing that living room that I'm performing in, mm-hmm. um, and it really becomes it's almost a heightened reality. Mm-hmm. Uh, because it's it's you know you've created in your mind the perfect set um you forget that you know that potted plant is drooping over in the back and we've used that for 20 shows and are we ever going to get rid of it um because you know it's now become this lush palm to represent a uh, hotel or whatever right definitely that's one of the best feelings i think when you're not thinking about anything else other than what you're doing on the stage being who you're and that's what acting is all about when you get to that moment where you don't have to think about the outside world right and and when you achieve that truly achieve that it's a high that only actors can recognize and feel really i mean i've had it probably three times where it has just been so i've been so andre's mother was one Uh when i did andre's mother with lou miss you lou um that was a moment uh, when I did bent uh, up in uh, Ipsy. That was a moment, you know. That you get them, and they're wonderful. And, and frankly, if it's successful, the transformation happens for the audience too. Oh yeah, hopefully. Um, you know, hopefully they're so drawn in that they aren't seeing um, <laughs> they aren't seeing the fact that oh, this is just an old shopping center. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Or, 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 you know, I had to walk up three flights of stairs. Or, <laughs> or it's like, what is that? Is that mall music in the background? What, what is yeah. that? Uh, <laughs> yes, ho- it is. Hopefully they are, are so drawn in that they're just seeing exactly right. uh, what you want them to see at that moment. Yeah. Um, which is interesting. But so speaking of though, getting ready to get to that moment, uh, one of the biggest problems I think we'll hear actors complain about 
is how do I memorize my lines? Mm-hmm. Now, you're all old pros at this, um, myself. Um, <laughs> we all have our own techniques, but I thought it might be interesting to share some of those techniques. You know, what's, what's your favorite trick to learn lines? Is it just a matter of sitting down, going over the book a hundred times, or, or what does it take? Um, well, I'm uh, an auditory learner, so I like to have someone else read the lines and I record them. So that way, when I'm reading my script aloud, I have someone else reading the other person's lines. Um, and then when the script's put away, I can just say the lines with somebody else because hearing the lines is really what sinks them in for me. I think that's because I'm a musical gal, so I can learn a song instantly. So hearing them is kind of the same thing. Um, and I also like to watch other productions, not encouraging um, watching bootlegs, but if they're out there, um, hearing somebody else say the line with the um, inflection that they're supposed to be is really helpful for me as well. Okay. Oh, so uh, I'm a little bit of an old school. I like to get the old highlighter out and I'll highlight my lines. Um, so I'll just use doubt as an example. Um, Father Flynn is a bit of a challenge because he has three sermons where he's just by himself on stage, which, you know, first time I've ever had to do that going back to high school where it's been just me, which at first was a little intimidating, but actually it was rather reassuring because I didn't have to rely on someone else to make sure that, okay, do I get the right cue or not? I knew what points I had to hit and I knew how to do it. Um, So it was basically highlighting those lines, reading them over and over and over again. And then one of the tricks that I do, and what I did for this role is um, I work in an, an assembly plant, an auto plant, so I would walk around the plant and say the lines, the sermons out loud. I had a mask on so nobody could tell, but there mm-hmm. I am, gesticulating and walking around, talking like a priest, and artists just kind of looked at me, but they couldn't hear what I said. But again, kind of like an auditory sense, if I could just continue to say it, it, it became ingrained in my mind. Um, for this show, though, some of the challenges were was a lot of conversations. Almost the entire show was a conversation piece. So that's where you are at the mercy and graces of your fellow actors and uh, had a great performance this for this show i've been involved in other places where it hasn't worked that well um but for me it's back to the original question it's highlighting and continually rating that's what i like to do Hmm. um i'm much like you i have tried uh devoe's way as well uh, a couple times really big parts where you know i've had other actors that will record their lines and and i'll you know do mine for the most part highlighting to me is the f- is fun i just like going oh look at all that pink or ooh, yellow yeah. or whatever most of the time i just i take sections and i just go over it and over it and over it until i feel slightly competent and then i'll take another section and i add them together and i just like a building block if i get stuck on something and and we've all i think been there where there's just like certain lines line. yeah, yeah those those certain lines that you just can't get i try and do some kind of free association with the lines before the lines after i have even used uh i can't remember i can't give you a definite a definite uh description but i've done it where where i know that the line that i always forget starts with a y why do i know that because the line before that ended with a y so in my bizarre odd mind, I'm looking. David's looking at me like, okay, he's gotten stranger than I ever thought he could. Uh, I, I do. I do some kind of free association where I'll end the thing, and I'll. My first thought is when I end the line before the line, I can't remember. Is oh yeah, this one starts with a Y. 
And eight out of ten times, I can pick it up. The other two times, I still sit there and go, "Yeah, but what's the word, you idiot?" Yeah. So, <laughs> so, and, and, and I, I think I do kind of a combination of everything. I, I love the idea of you know, uh, it, when you got those big passages, just taking a little bit and building on it piece by piece by piece. I, in fact, when I direct, I try to do that with the actors as well. It's like, okay, we got this page down. Now let's move on to the next page. But oh, let's go back to the beginning and kind of go back over it again to kind of get everything solidified. Mm-hmm. Um, I, may have mentioned in another podcast or or, or, or possibly i know i told the story before but i actually learned waiting for godot in which my character was almost half the darn play um while attending a university of michigan football game <laughs> at home because the director was so upset with me because i came in and kind of a, generally in a lot of community theaters you don't come in necessarily they don't expect you to know the lines well in this case the director thought why are we, do, you know, two of us here, you don't know any of your lines. Why are we even bothering? Don't come back unless you get the lines down. Um, and so it was like, okay. And I really wanted to be in this play. Sure. So I basically spent that weekend and learned half the play or the whole play because you can't, you never learn your lines in a vacuum, right? right you right. got to know what to, you're responding to. But it, it was a matter of that focus. So even though I was enjoying the football game nominally, <laughs> you know, I'm up there with my book, reading it back and forth, made my brother, who I go to the games with, um, read to me while I was driving us back and forth. Mm-hmm. Um, so I kind of, you know, did that, that bit there. And, um, but it is possible to learn lines very quickly when you need to. Oh, yeah. Now, I will know actors who will actually have say that they have to strap the book onto their bodies. <laughs> no, before, they, before they go on to stage. And I've done that, too. I've, I've stuck it in the in the back of my pants as i went on stage and so, rumors i did that because we could do a whole podcast on that show. yeah that might be for a whole because writing it down <laughs> places <laughs> where to stick your script <laughs> but rumors yeah we had a second ron and i were both in the show and bob was um miss you bob um <laughs> he's assignment. coming back <laughs> i was gonna say that sounded like he was not with us anymore <laughs> He is healthy. (laughs) Bob's fine, guys. But there was a section, and no matter how many times we ran through that, and I really can't pinpoint why it went wrong, but it was in Act 2, but there was a section that everybody blanked. I mean, everybody literally blanked. And I think that also plays into the whole, how does everybody else learn? I think that's the key because you do have to be respectful and understand that, okay, if I'm on stage with Brian, I know he needs to do it this way. And if I'm on stage with V, which that's, I'll just use an initial and say that they don't necessarily do well with ad living. And if you don't have that period in the right place, you're in trouble. You've got to know that. Mm -hmm. So I think that rumors, I think that was part of our issue is that there were so many of us who felt so confident in our way of doing things that we just, we weren't going to have any other way of doing it. Yeah. And how many times I passed this man at the bar and said, so uh, what's the next line? Mm-hmm. Okay. And I just walk away. <laughs> yeah. There were t- I mean, and it was always the same spot. Bob and I, I every night we, cr- we had that cross. And as we crossed, we looked at each other like, and here we go again into the void. Have fun. I'd uh, um, look into the wings of Kathleen McBee. Love you, Kathleen. Um, Who's also very (laughs) You can't see, but they both looked up to the ceiling and raised one hand. She was our stage manager, and I would look over to try and see where we were at, and she was just like this. I don't know. Both hands up in the air. I have no idea where you're at because the script, just you're not even following it. So it, it, 
and it became almost where it was like, if it didn't happen that way, though. Then it, but then we got really confused. Right. <laughs> so if it, all of a sudden, if we found the lines, oh, yeah. well, now what do we do? Because now we're actually following the script. Well, this isn't right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, well, But it, it was always that one section. And a couple episodes ago, of course, Bob told the story famously of how Richard Harris made all, every audience feel special because he would forget the lines in the same place or something. But we've all been on stage when the lines have been forgotten, as you were just talking about. Mm-hmm. What's a good trick to get you back to those spaces back into the script um i tell a story about and um, he may be listening i hope so but (laughs) um you know in uh uh, big daddy (laughs) adam sandler no (laughs) he's in big daddy and then the generation gap is now shown um Cat on a hot tin roof. Cat on a hot tin roof. The other big daddy. We were (laughs) we were in the act in the scene that was was my character's big role. And uh, the lead skipped a few pages. And in my head, it's like, oh, no, those are my best lines. We're going back to get them. Mm-hmm. And so in this case, I basically kind of forced him back by saying, trying, you know, I, I, a little bit of ad-libbing, but it's like, and let me tell you about this. <laughs> no, I'm going to go sit over here now. Let me tell you about this. But I really... No. <laughs> and and we went through it. We got my lines in. Stage managers doing the same thing as you were indicating, like Kathleen was doing. Oddly enough, this was a Kathy as well, Kathy uh, Vanderbush. I love you, Kathy. <laughs> Who's still with us. Who's still with us. In North Carolina. In North Carolina. Yep. Um, but she's flipping through her books like, what's he doing? What's he doing? Because she was ready to send some kids out. And I was like, ah, we're not missing all this. My family's in the audience tonight. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and so, it, you know, it was the kind of thing where we're doing it. We got through it. And I'm signaling with a hand behind the couch, okay, send the kids in um, when I was done with my bid. But sometimes it's like, I'm not sure how much impact it had on the overall arc of the story. But it was like, these were my best lines. Right. And you yeah. want to get them in there. You I want to get them in there. Now, sometimes you have no choice, but... Uh, let we're, it go. We're going ahead right now. Yeah. I, I would just like to say, Mr. Sandler, if you are listening, big fan. <laughs> oh, my phenomenal goodness. piece of art. So, yes. On the way here, I told my mom, I was like, how many times do you think I'm going to embarrass myself? So, so far, no. only one. No, that's saying. not embarrassment. That's not embarrassment. <laughs> that's not embarrassment. <laughs> that's, you have no idea. No. That's, you know, a discussion that I think is worth having. Um, <laughs> another podcast <laughs> we, we t- perhaps touched upon it in an early in the earlier episode um the, one but, of the but, other but things. this whole generation gap idea because for those that don't know <laughs> ron Brian, say it nicely are, are, are all men of a certain age yes although i'm I'm, a, I'm probably the most certain of the ages i was gonna say i don't know if i should be happy about being put in that group or not you know, but no you're, you're, you're younger than david you're kind of in the middle yeah everybody middle. is I mean, that's a reality. Except for Bob. Bob's about a month older than me. There you go. <laughs> so, but DeVoe is, is um, what, what I don't want to guess, but, you know, she's a young woman. Yeah. Very young woman. I'm 29. Yeah, 29. Soon to be. And I would not have even believed that. I would have thought that nope. was younger. Yep. So did I. And she's accomplished quite a bit, I think. Um, but, but it's still, it's like, so there are references we make that, yeah. And frankly, my listener... I keep saying my listener, our listener. Yeah. I know oh. She's related to me, so I think maybe she's only listening for me. I don't know. We all know who runs this show. It's okay. <laughs> but well, we list, did El De Facto him. the same thing. It's, it's, you know, when we're talking about Oklahoma, some people are going, Oklahoma, what? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Isn't that a state? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, back to your original question, though. 
that? Yeah, I was wondering if you remembered. Uh, what do you do when lines are dropped or somebody forgets their lines and that sort of thing? And I think one of the tricks is if you know, and I, back in the day, back in my day, I used to, I used, I will pat myself on the back. I used to be able, I used to know not only my lines, but a lot of other people's mm-hmm. lines. Mm-hmm. So if you know that, it's easy to do, um, to do a, well, what do you think about da da da? Or just to somehow push them along. Push them along. But you have to have a character that would be able to do that. Exactly. It doesn't really help if you're sitting in the green room. Oh, hey, I know that line. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, but if you're on stage with them and right. there's a, you know, you that that is a technique as well is to just kind well, of. And and certainly because I was in a state play called The Foreigner, which I don't expect anybody necessarily to have known of. Um, but this character, my character, didn't speak English, mm-hmm. and uh, the woman missed her entrance. And so I'm out there with this kid who's trying to teach me English, and I don't know English. And we're waiting for this entrance that wasn't happening, and he's teaching me English by pointing out different objects in the room. We had run out of objects. And, oh. and it's like, okay, I can't tell the kid, let's just get out of here. <laughs> um, because, you know, I can't, I don't speak English. Right. Um, and then from the audience comes this little voice, can you say ad lib? <laughs> so, so at that point it's like okay it's over they all know that, that something's up um, and finally she didn't make her entrance mm-hmm. um, but yeah sometimes you're just stuck yeah, yeah. That, that's probably an extreme case um, but but you know uh, there's always that thing it's like well I gotta go to the bathroom or something and then, <laughs> then your character just walks off um, though you'll notice in plays very few people ever have to actually use the facilities huh. there are no toilets in I just figured because there weren't ever any working plumbing. That's, <laughs> that's the real reason. probably part of it. Well, I am going to research a show now. I'll find some. <laughs> I think you we need to add there's that. There's probably one out there. Well, oh, there's a whole musical about paint or paying to pee. So maybe all oh, of the bathroom town. use yeah, you're in was town. pushed yeah. for that well, show. There it is. It's all saved there for it. I would say the odd couple has a bathroom featured in it. I was in that show and I don't remember. Felix locks himself in the bathroom. Oh, that's right. That's right. You're right. It's to me it's the only good chase scene in the whole show because <laughs> every show should have a good chase scene. I don't know if I've talked to you about my theor- theories of comedy. But so everyone goes chasing in, everyone comes chasing out. Yeah. But he doesn't actually use the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Now that we've taken that dark turn. <laughs> Our de facto. <laughs> So, so line memorization, great. Um, we all have our own styles. Um, we have a few minutes left, and I thought, <laughs> sudden, what, what do they call it, non sequitur? Non sequitur. Non sequitur, thank you. I, I need a, uh, a good pronunciation coach with me at all times. I'll find you one, because it ain't me. <laughs> <laughs> I got lucky. I got um, lucky. Brian, I think you will be going on assignment shortly, uh, uh, maybe an episode or two here, because you are taking a trip to Scotland. Scotland. Stop being in London. Three days in London. You'll be visiting the West End. And what are you seeing when you're out there in London? Um, well, our final night, we decided to go big our final night. And we are going to see, because where else would we want to see it for the first time on stage professionally? Although I know Monroe Community Players did an amazing job uh, in their in their production. But uh, we are going to go see Mary Puppins. Are they flying her? <laughs> I, I I don't know. I think they're using a, just a dolly to bring her in. I, I don't, I don't <laughs> not, know. Not every group can afford to fly her. <laughs> yeah. Um, but but um, we're, we're uh, going to see that. And then the night before, we are going to um, actually be part of the show. We're going to be in uh, with, um, 
Agatha Christie's witness for the prosecution. Very nice, wonderful. So, Sounds exciting. Yeah. Well, and, and I'm 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 anxious to hear the the report on Mary Poppins. I did not have a chance to see that when it was in Detroit. I did not see it on Broadway. Mm-hmm. But that brings up a great question, I think, because I happen to know that Devoe is a big Disney fan. Ron's got some Disney history. You like the Aristocats. <laughs> <laughs> And Lion King. And I mean, Lion King. That's so, and apparently, I like everything cats, except, except cats. cats. So, no offense. Here I go again. Just kidding. So, so what? What? Going to, we can go around the table or whatever we're doing. What is your favorite Broadway adaptation of a Disney show? Well, I, I just want to say that I am so happy that Mr. Disney was able to do this because I was a little concerned if they didn't get a new revenue stream. Right, business might be a little tough. Yeah, Mickey, Mickey needs some earlier. new shoes. Yep, yep. yep. Uh, but uh, episode two. Yeah. Oh, so I can't throw back to old no, things. No, you can't throw it. Listen, he, you can throw that as back. He can shave his head as many times as he wants. It'll twice. still be funny. Twice, twice. Yes. I only shaved once. Yes. Um, Use the wig. I, I guess. I mean, I I saw. Uh, I've seen Beauty and the Beast, and mm-hmm. on in, in Detroit at the uh, the old what is it? Well, I guess it was uh, the Fisher. I don't know what it's called now. It might still be the Fisher. I don't know. That's it? The Fisher. I, th- I saw it in the Masonic. All right. <laughs> Oops. Um, <laughs> Beating the Beast. Yeah, it was. Well, no. Um, and then, but I would probably say overall, uh, what I saw, um, if you've gone to the parks, their uh, Nemo musical is phenomenal. I mean, I, I can't even tell you. I've probably seen it Four times. Every time I go to, to Disney World, I try to find a time to go see that because I and I think DeVoe would agree really? if you guys have seen it. Mm-hmm. It's unbelievable what they can do. And they do it multiple times. Have you day. never seen it? No. It's, no way. Oh it's my about gosh. A fish. Big Blue World is just Wait, like... I, I'll go see I, the one about the cats. I will, <laughs> I will fight someone about the best stage show in Disney World because... Finding Nemo is so good. It's stunning. And it's not um, like Beauty and the Beast is just a recreation of the movie. The characters look like costume characters you'd see in the show. Festival of the Lion King, same thing. There's like a mix of, um, you know, characters (laughs) that look like character. Yeah. Finding Nemo is done Broadway style where the costumes are just ingenious. Um, All original songs. Set is awesome. Um, and it feels like you're, you have just paid like $75 to see oh, a show, yep. um, not in a theme park. So I am a h- huge Finding Nemo well, was, fan. If I'm not mistaken, is the one song, Not My Dad, is that the name of the song? Well, that's My Dad. That's My Dad. Yes. Okay. That, wow. That's a, not and, My Dad. That's My Dad. But so that's a, a phenomenal. I'm a big fan of the turtle song too. Crush sings, yes. um, Go With The Flow. Yep. And it's almost like Beach Boy. Yep. 70s. Oh, nice. and, I mean, you have to have like a high tenor to sing it. I, I listen to it on Spotify. The soundtrack's on Spotify if you guys want to give it it's a listen. Amazing. I, I would say my Spotify gives me Nemo every now and then. So have they brought it to Broadway though too? or just No, but if you look on the um, MTI licensing page, there's a junior version of Finding Nemo that is advertising as original songs coming for 2022. And the artwork looks very similar so I will physically lose my mind if I, I am able to produce the I wonder same if, show. If it's one of those things where they want to run its course at the parks and, and until then, they find something to replace yeah, it. Maybe. And Years, then take it out. Years ago at Disneyland, I saw their version of Aladdin. And after I left that, I said, they're getting ready to put this on Broadway. And sure enough, a few years later, yep. it came out on Broadway. Now, Beauty and the Beast, 
is still my favorite Disney adaptation for stage. I've directed it, in fact, as well. Um, but one of the, if we're talking about shows in the park, have you ever been to the Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween? Mm-hmm. The Sanderson Sister Show. Oh, yeah, that is. That was, I was amazed fantastic. at what they can do in front of a castle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And but it, you know, I thought that was that was pretty good too. And again, it's that same kind of quality that uh, I think Disney's known for. Um, I think we mentioned in an earlier podcast too that the one I don't like. And Devoe, you did this, but I didn't want. I what didn't don't you like? I don't don't like Tarzan. Oh wow! Okay. I saw it on Broadway. Okay. I'm not saying your your show wasn't yeah. great, but but I saw it on Broadway and it's like I was just disappointed. The Broadway production got really terrible reviews so you're not the only one who didn't like the show people like our so the studio just produced our 40th show and fans of the studio still um say that tarzan is like top three our production of tarzan was top three for them so um maybe you need to call disney and let tell them how to fix what they're doing (laughs) (laughs) try it again do it this way so i can i can understand why you wouldn't like the broadway production but i mean phil collins soundtrack well oh, here we go songs. well and that's that's actually probably what my problem was i found out i can take bill collins for one act but not two. Oh, okay 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 i see it i see it episode four <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna have to go back now and listen to all of them to see if he's correct well, mm-hmm. yeah. but, but, okay, I, I haven't seen the frozen one yet mm-hmm. i don't know if anyone has um that's out there Mm-mm. right now no um that, that is my least favorite movie ever made on, really? on disney i i but I'm not a nine-year-old girl, so, you know. No, you're not. Well, maybe <laughs> Saturday nights once in a while. But hey, well, I was listening you know. to a podcast that Alan Menken was on. Maybe we can get him as a guest. Uh, you never know. If Adam Sandler says no. <laughs> <laughs> Hercules is still in production. Um, they are moving forward with that. Um, Hunchback was out there. I guess it did very well in Germany. Um, actually, I... I Oh, Hunchback's I was, I was in Germany. Like, yeah. <laughs> I always liked Hercules. I'm kind of looking forward to that. Is there any, any show that you wish that Disney would be, turn into a, a Broadway show? Well, first of all, if is Peter Pan considered Disney? Well, Peter Pan, Disney did a version of Peter Pan, but Peter Pan's been around before Disney. Before Disney. To me, uh, and I haven't seen them all. Uh, I've probably not seen as near as many as you have all of you put together um but lion king to me is still the one that i will go back and see more i've seen beauty and the beast i've seen uh we'll go with peter pan and i've seen mary poppins um although i may have to I'll, I'll let you know after the london thing but lion king is the one i i, I totally totally love uh and we'll go back and see it anytime and and part of that is because the the show the play has the one song that the movie doesn't have and that's the song that the uh, king mufasa sings to his son and that to me is the most powerful song uh, for me in the show so um but as your other question what what would i like to see you mentioned it already and i never even realized that i wanted to see it until you mentioned it before we started aristocrats Cats, cats. <laughs> I just did what you did before. Yeah. Um, I think one, and this is probably going to get, if the people who are listening hear this will probably laugh at me. Home on the Range. Now, hear me out. <laughs> I love that show. It was a horribly done film. It was the first movie that was released when I uh, started with the company. And we had to wear t-shirts that said, Bust a Moo on April 2. You don't 
guys, you don't want to see that. But anyways, um, the music <laughs> in that show was phenomenal. And if you get past the fact that it was Roseanne Barr in that movie, it's not bad. But yodeling. Yes. It has yodeling. Yes. <laughs> I, will, I will stand on that hill. Do you know what they're talking about? I don't think I do know what you're talking Ooh. about. Oh. Should on. I know? I'm Is it alone. a Disney movie? Yes. Mm-hmm. Home on the Range. Home on the Range. It's Hang about, on. Let me, uh, it's let me about go a bunch there. of cows. Yeah. I'm just, oh, they're trying to save their, their Now that you say that, I, think I, have, I don't think I've seen it. Let me see the... Um, I'm just like, happy Ron didn't say Song of South. Yeah. Oh, I got a whole podcast oh, about that. Yeah, I've de- I've never seen <laughs> that, that but I remember advertising yeah. for it. Mm-hmm. Yes. We haven't talked about um, what you guys were going to do before shutdown, which I was going to audition for, which is the Little, Little Mermaid. Mermaid. Well, you've already done that. Yeah, I did do the Little Mermaid. That was a very, it was very fun well show. done. Very well done. Mm-hmm. Yes, Thank you. Yeah, fun show. That. that had one of the biggest casts we've had on our studio stage. It, which was, it was amazing because you know her studio stage, those don't know, is not that big, mm-hmm. but she got that whole. Broadway cast on there. Yeah, I think we had 60, 61 or 62 wow. people in it, and we had three numbers in the show that featured everybody, so pretty impressive. It was something, let me uh, tell you. Wow. Um, and our stage is actually bigger since the last time any of you have been there, probably. The front piece, Nathan Kubik just extended the front flat section of our stage, so it's double um, the length, so we have lots of room to dance for our upcoming production, which is awesome and exciting. But yeah, Little Mermaid, I, I think I, it's a great show. I think it's... Yeah, I think it's one of the best, well-written Disney stage versions. Mm-hmm. You don't agree with me? No, I'm saying keep leaning in. Oh, I'm so sorry. I know it's yeah. like my mic, her mic is, is moving running away. for some reason. So it's like, keep leaning in. Yeah, I think <laughs> Little Mermaid is really like well-written and enjoyable for all ages. Some of the Disney shows feel like they're kind of pandering to just younger audiences, but mm-hmm. I like the plot and everything. Mm-hmm. of And the design, the Broadway design for Little Mermaid was lots, lots mm-hmm. of fun. You know, I wouldn't mind seeing Sleeping Beauty, just because I wanted. I would love to see how they would take Maleficent, Maleficent, her too, and turn her into the dragon. To me, that would be just awesome if they. Well, they you know, uh, non-Disney, but Shrek has a dragon. Oh yeah, you know what they do with puppets these days is is pretty impressive. Oh yeah. Um, What about you? Oh, Beauty and the Beast. Oh, that's yeah. I love beating. The and what about the one? Uh, we, what one would you like to see? Oh, what I would like to see. Well, like I say, I actually kind of look forward to Hercules. What? I, you know, uh, you know, you think when I ask these questions that I would think more about my own answers. <laughs> um, I, I don't almost want to see something maybe totally off the wall or something. Not thinking, but I can see what they do with Lion King and um, what you're talking about with Finding Nemo and everything. I wouldn't mind them revisiting Bambi. Oh, wow. Because oh. you got pathos, you got spirits. I mean, it, it's a short movie. Can't say that out loud. Um, but I'm, I'm thinking from a production from a production side, mm. I think there's a lot of potential there. You have to add a heck of a lot of new songs. Yeah. Um, because, you know, little drip, drip drops, little rain drops falling isn't going to cover the whole show. <laughs> But but that, I'm just saying it's kind of out there. Actually, oh no, never mind. I know what one I'd rather see: a goofy movie. Oh yeah, hands down. I'll agree uh, with you on I that would, one. That, that's fun. The music's already there. Yeah, um, I know. Boy, yeah. that'd be cool. Goofy and Max off now. Maybe, maybe we could get the final answer. What is goofy? Yeah. Well, I was going to say the costuming could be a little bizarre because <laughs> because you can't do just you know the goofy head. It's you know, it's like oh yeah, you got to do the whole what thing. Do you, what do you how do you make them look? Gotta get creative. Yeah. I would lose my mind. That would be 
so fun. And everyone like my age is obsessed with Goofy Movie right now. Really? Yeah. Like I know you guys roasted TikTok a little bit on your one of your last podcasts, but power <laughs> the Powerline song on TikTok is like a huge deal. A ton of my friends are being people from Goofy Movie for Halloween. It's it's like coming back. So maybe all of that hype will make it a thing in yeah, the future. I, I think it's as, and I guess it technically is not a Disney feature film because it was made by their television studio division. Mm. It's it's to me it's a strong road trip father son thing. It's a good it, it one. Really has everything there. But mm-hmm. that gets us a little off um, where we're supposed to go, and and frankly we're running out of time. So mm. I think we are uh, ready to move on. Oh, well, I was I was just going to share a little story oh, if that's oh, all right please. with everybody. Yep. So um, out in the in the in the listener verse, there's a there's a picture that has gone viral. It's going to be another baseball story. This will be a two podcast now. I've got a baseball story. Um, Juan Soto plays for the Washington Nationals. And he flew himself out to Los Angeles to watch the Dodgers and the Cardinals play. Now, why would he do that? Well, he had two former teammates that were traded to the Dodgers. And the reason I bring this up is because the world of community theater, we're all not necessarily on the same team, but we're all teammates. Right. So what I would like to say is that if you have a community theater group in your, organi- in your community, go see them. Go see them all. Oh, yeah. Because mm-hmm. there's space Live for theater. everybody. Yes. There's space for everybody out there. We all have our own niches and... We all can do things better than, than not everybody can. So if you have them, go see them, support them, buy tickets, donate, do whatever you can. There, i get off the uh, soapbox. That's an excellent sign-off, Ron. Absolutely. And I think we'll leave it with that. And so until next time, we'll see you in the green room.